Welcome to The Scoop, brought to you by Indeed, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Scoop. I'm Craig. And I'm Lauren. We are your Ron Burgundy and Veronica Corningstone of TA News. I've got a nice moustache. You're a freaking freak, Craig. <laughs> Absolute fucking freak. So uh, we are one week out from the ITERS, everybody. Uh, we are. We it's are. It's all on. So Excitement stress. or stress? Bit of both, actually. Bit yeah? Of both. Bit of both. Yeah. Hey, what's been happening in the news? Well, I've got a few little things here um, that I've collected over the week. So Ooh. the first one is coming um, from Gartner via shortlist. Mm-hmm. It's new recruits keeping one foot in the open job market. So ah. one in two candidates, according to Gartner, have backed out of an accepted job offer in the past 12 months, according to their new research. More than one-third, 35% of candidates, reported receiving four or more offers during their last job search. And wow. according to global research, which included more than 200 respondents in Australia and New Zealand. Now, again, I count the people, some people are just fishing for a pay rise and not actually leaving. 50%, one in two yeah. are not going through with it. Yeah. So, and among the candidates who recently accepted an offer, 47%, they say they're still open to other job offers um, and accepting other positions. And 42% believe they can find a better job if they continue looking. A recruiter's job is never done. Oh, it's a fucking nightmare out there right now. It's horrible. horrible. I, I think, uh, yeah, look, the economic climate is not helping. People want more money. For the sake of jumping for 10K over 12 months, yeah. it's... Oh, it's not worth it some days. It's mm. just not worth it because 10K ain't going to make much of a difference. No, not really. Hey, I got one from the Silicon Valley Business Journal. Who gave you that? I, I, <laughs> I found it. I found it. So, ah, bullshit. X, previously known as Twitter, has unveiled a new feature enabling. Twixter. Twixter, enabling organisations to advertise job vacancies on its platform. The move follows speculation last month suggesting X's. Intent to launch a service rivaling LinkedIn. The newly introduced hiring <laughs> hiring service currently is in beta phase and it permits companies to showcase open roles on the platform. So although its features aren't as extensive as LinkedIn, it provides organisations with an alternative. Oh, fucking hell, Elon, really? Well, you know... It, you ruined Twitter now. You're trying to turn it into LinkedIn. Just... You've pissed 40 billion bucks down the fucking drain. <laughs> Just write it off against your tax and move on. He has mate. a vision of making it an everything app. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving Jesus, along, nothing to see here. Exactly. Okay. How to detect AI text. <laughs> Unveiling the Sherlock Holmes of identifying AI. Now, this Ooh. is from Recruiting Daily. Now, this one I just had, it's called the AI Checker Tool. AI How do you checker. know if the brilliant piece of text was written by a human or a sneaky AI algorithm like ChatGPT? Fear not, my friends. The <laughs> AI Checker Tool is here to save the day. Oh, God, here we go. Okay, it's like a detective dedicated to unravelling the secrets behind a piece of text. So basically it will tell you it's if it's AI magic or if it's human generated. It can analyze text, detect hybridized blocks of information, 
search through files and even specify the AI model that they were using. Also, this tool's Gee. interface is also fairly straightforward and you won't have any troubling trying to detect an AI tech. Some use cases for this site are ensuring authentic content creation, spotting plagiarism attempts, Attempts evaluate recruiting writing recruitment writing samples and verifying quality control. Gee, the, so your kids are fucked. School teachers are going to love that, aren't they? Yeah. Well, we knew it was coming. Uh, yeah, the AI checker tool. So wow. it's there. AI checker tool. Hey, from Tarpod, which is us. Oh, really? Yep, this one. Recent TA trend survey. We had over 525 people, well, exactly 525 people, respond to our survey. And we're just going to give you a little snapshot before we white paper the shit out of it a bit later on. I haven't even read our own survey yet. You haven't, you haven't. 65% of respondents said their business does not have a candidate experience policy. 51%, which is about half, do not have a DE&I um, policy. Scarily, 69% of people are not using any generative AI yet in their recruitment processes. That doesn't surprise me. And 63% of people in our industry do not have access to ongoing training. That doesn't surprise me either. Yeah, so I just just wanted to throw those ones out there because they're quite interesting um, and they do tell a tale. So we will do a white paper using generative AI. Writing that down, <laughs> of course you will. We'll do a white then paper. I'm and going we'll to get my new AI tool. To um, see how, tool how I wrote it. And see how it rates it. How's that sound? Oh, and the last thing, just want to say that TA people are reporting the three biggest inhibitors to them in their role are not enough candidate flow, disconnect with hiring managers and outdated tech stacks. Yep. Okay. Still amazes me how many big companies run their recruitment on a spreadsheet. Mm, I do. I said big companies. (laughs) Big delineation there, mate. All right. So Victoria expands the sick pay guarantee scheme, according to HRD. Now, more casual and contract workers in Victoria are now eligible for the sick pay guarantee scheme as the government expanded it to cover over 400 more jobs. Employment Minister Ben Carroll announced over the weekend that the expansion will provide Thousands more people with casual and contract jobs the opportunity to access up to 38 hours of sick and carers pay each year. This first scheme, which um, was originally on a two-year pilot, has now been extended to the mid-March 25. So it's around about $250-odd million out of the Victorian purse to cover this. Gee, just it's, a, it's a throwback from the good old uh, COVID days. Um, another way that uh, the Victorian state government is going to bankrupt the state. They love to spend. Love. Oh, no. They must have a money tree out the back of yeah. that Spring Street, I reckon. I need a seed from it. Oh, God, I'll go and help them harvest the money tree. <laughs> oh, apple picking time. <laughs> hey, from Indeed, our sponsor, Boundaries versus ultimatums at work. What's the difference between the two? According to Amanda Gordon, workplace psychologist at Global Hiring Platform Indeed, it lies in the way each is used to establish expectations in the workplace. Work boundaries can help us maintain a healthy work-life balance, prevent burnout, manage stress, whereas a work ultimatum, on the other hand, has a more assertive, rigid approach and used by an individual to demand specific actions or outcomes. So that's like me saying, hey, Lauren, I think we shouldn't swear at each other at work. So that's a boundary. And then you might say, you'll fucking like it or lump it. And that's an ultimatum. See how it works? No. <laughs> You'll find more about the article uh, in our show notes. You want a boundary? Go fuck yourself. (laughs) 
That's also an alternative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway, let's talk real estate. Real estate. Real estate. Okay. A so pretend estate. global office use is still at 50% of pre-pandemic levels despite mm. return to office mandates. Now, I've read this a couple of times, well, actually quite a few times the last couple of weeks. According to HRD, despite the, lo- the strong global push from executives to return to the office, a new report has found that office utilisation has remained at 50% of the pre-pandemic level with over one-third of office desks being unused. Mm. So office space utilisation across nine markets has remained at 30% in the second quarter of 2023, and that includes Australia, Hong Kong, Canada, Malaysia, New Zealand, Singapore, South Africa, UK and US. By region, UK offices averaged the highest space utilised in that 52%. Asia-Pac, 35 and North America averaging 20%. Wow. So the wow. push – look. It was always going to be a push to come back to the office mm. because these companies have got real estate. And then I was also reading in the Fin Review this week that because we're not going back into the offices, this is affecting the returns on our superannuation. Because you've got to remember the oh, super the property, funds isn't it? Are all, most of the super funds own big property mm. and they rent them out. So by not using the offices and not utilising them, the property rentals. So, it's so a, you want your super to go up? Butterfly effect, everybody. Go back to the office. Pretty much. Mm. Yeah. So you've got to think about the on effects of what you're doing. Um, so, yeah, that's where it's all going. So what are we going to do with all the real estate is my question. What are we going to do? Bugger if I know. And have you got anything else you want to chat or can uh, I keep going? You can keep going. Oh, excellent. All right. Now this one. I liked this one. This one's for you. For me? Yeah. Oh, well, good. actually, no, the one I really got for you this week was about the AI checker tool because I know <laughs> you just stuff your kids up. Um, anyway, more than one in three hiring managers has admitted to lying during the recruitment process. Um, okay. Uh, wow, just one in three. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently, according to this survey, Radio. I am. Lying to candidates during the hiring process is apparently a common practice as 36% of hiring managers admit to this practice in a new survey from ResumeBuilder.com. The deceit mostly takes place during the interview with more than 75% of those who lied admitted to doing so at this stage in the recruitment process with another 52% saying they lie in the job description. Lying, 52% <laughs> lying the jobs. Wow. Now I'm a little bit shocked at that. I do get. Oh, um, it's, it's pretty good. I do I do understand that people often tell little fibbies in the Make in it the sound interview. better. Okay, yeah. 40% say they lie about the roles and responsibilities. That's what they mostly lie about. Gee. And the growth opportunities at the company come second, followed by career development and company culture. So wow. what else are our hiring managers doing in interviews that we don't know about or it's, they're just taking pot guesses from their own experience yeah. and not following? Another reason for hiring manager training, oh, I'm isn't it? all for that. Yeah. Now, I suppose we should jump to events. Would you like to events. go first? Events. Yes, I'll go first. Smart recruiters. Smart <gasps> recruiters oh have their big God. event. Oh, my God. This has been 
in the making for a while and I'm so excited about this event. Yes, Hiring Success APAC 2023, 14th of November at the New South Wales Art Gallery. The theme is the art of talent, hiring without boundaries. The event is very exclusive. It's by invitation only, but you can register interest by jumping on smartrecruiters.com. Is it forward slash or backslash? I always get that wrong. A slash of some sort, hiring dash success, slash again, APAC. Do you want me to say that again? No. No, I'd prefer that you don't. I'm <laughs> sure most of our listeners would as well. But we'll be there. So pod- please don't. We'll be there podcasting away. We are definitely going to be there podcasting. Um, we're going to be interviewing some of the speakers. We're going to be doing some roving at the event as well, um, getting some video content, talking to everybody. We've already met. With- Stealing merch. Oh, totally stealing some freaking merch. It is going to be one hell of an event and the location is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, I get on and register if you are really serious about your TA function. And then you'll know if Smart Recruiter likes you if you get an invite. <laughs> You're a dickhead. Oh, my God. I have no doubt that they're going to be overwhelmed with people wanting to go and it's going to be a real tough one for them to be able to choose who to invite. Yes, it will. But we I've might get de-invited. One. You've got about two or three days left, people, to get early bird tickets for the ATC's Aligned Strategies Empowered People Impactful Outcomes for this year's conference in Sydney. Open that wallet. Oh, my gosh. It's 22nd, 23rd of November, two days at Sydney's Luna Park, and it's going to be amazing. I've seen some of the lineup that Joe has coming up with. It's some yeah, great it's guests. Great. But not only are they still available, the early bird tickets, Vervo, who is their headline sponsor this year, has got two free tickets up for grabs. All you have to do is simply tell them what kick-ass skills you'd want you and your best friend to have if you were caught in a zombie apocalypse together. Mm. It does beg the question. If I was in a zombie apocalypse with you, Craig, yes. you're the bait. <laughs> Thank you very much. Pushing me to the front. <laughs> Absolutely. This is why I jog and it is not for fitness. It is in preparation for the zombie apocalypse. My jogging abilities for that and that alone. Oh, dear. That's interesting. Hey, another event we're going to be podcasting at is the <gasps> HR Innovation and Tech Fest yes. on the 15th and 16th of November at the ICC in Sydney. Big um, two days massive of two HR, days. L&D, Tech Fest. Yeah. Boom. And we are the official podcasters this year for the event. No pressure. No pressure whatsoever. So if you're there as a vendor or as something along, someone along tie kicking to see what you want to start using, pop in and say hi to Craig and I. Yeah. Get on the do. airwaves. We'd love it. So that's um, to get your tickets there, it's techfestconf.com slash A-U-S. Oh, my God. We are going to have a lesson on how to read shit later. <laughs> So I've got two meetups on the radar at the moment, so sorry if I've missed one. Um, Sydney, 6th of September, the night before the ITAS, and it is booked out. So there's a waiting list. I'm waiting to hear if Pam and the guys who are running the meetup in Sydney are going to have a post-meetup pub venue selected. Ah. Um, Hopefully they will. 
and hopefully we'll be able to fill you in on that. Mm. And then you've got Brizzy's Meetup. Their next one is on the 28th of September in the Valley at the Prince Consort. I think it's a 5 or 5.30 kickoff. Bugger if I know what the topic is. But if I know Brizzy, it'll be a good party. Yes, that's great. Hey, and on that note, we will see you again next week before the ITAS. But um, it's a goodbye for me. And it's a goodbye for me. And I've forgotten who's got to stay classy. But just stay there anyway. (laughs) 